When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Small's back with us on Monday. If you missed any of the first hour of our show, you can go on the ESPN app or wherever podcasts are found and listen back to the craziness that ensued on this show <laughs> when CC did not like the chair he was in. We had a seat filler during the course of the show today, yeah. and we were discussing uh, Caitlin Clark uh, going pro, best sports cities for young talent all across America right now, as well as a lot around the NFL draft. And, you know, a conversation has popped up here about where to find the best quarterbacks because a lot of times you will see the first quarterback picked – is not always the best quarterback in a draft. For example, recently, Bryce Young was the first pick last year. C.J. Stroud is obviously the best quarterback currently in that class. Mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett in 2022 was the first quarterback pick. Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in that draft. We've seen this all across time. I mean, there's there's other examples. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. That were the first quarterback's pick, best quarterback of the draft. But like Baker Mayfield, number one overall. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson in that draft. Mitch Trubisky. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in that draft. So we've seen this before. The best way to find the quarterback, you've said, is to just go get him. If you, if you like the guy, go get him. And that stems from Jaden Daniels, number one overall. Dan Orlovsky putting it out there that if he were the Bears, that's who he would take. And you mm-hmm. said, all right, if that's your guy, go get him. Yeah. Is there a formula for this? Because we can't just sit here and say, yo, you should hope to be the, the second or third quarterback picked because that means you're going to have the best career. Is there any kind of formula to this? No, man. And we've seen the guys that went number one overall. Trevor Lawrence turned out to be the best quarterback in the draft class in 2021. Joe Burrow went number one in 2020. Clearly, he's the best quarterback in that class. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much stock I'm going to put in, you know, guys going number one, not necessarily having the best careers. I, I think it's... Case by case, class by class. I mean, go back to, what, the 2012 draft? Andrew Luck, uh, I thought he had a nice career until the Colts general manager allowed it to get knocked out of him by opposing defenses. I mean, Cam Newton in 2011, I mean, he had a good career. MVP took a team to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I I understand why we want to put an extra degree of scrutiny, scrutiny on the number one overall pick, especially at the quarterback spot. But we've seen it in the past, like guys that have gone number one go on to have a lot of success. Peyton Manning, number one overall pick, won multiple championships. His brother Eli, number one overall pick, multiple championships. Terry Bradshaw, number one overall pick, four championships. Like you've seen it throughout the course of NFL history. Guys that go number one have a lot of success. So I I think it's about the team that you go to and the prospect in that given year and and what he has, what he's bringing to the table. So a lot of times as we head into the draft and we have the combine going on right now, we're looking at the what, like what these guys can do. If you're a team drafting number one overall, it means you probably were awful the year before. Sure. Obviously, in this case, the Bears get the pick from Carolina, but it's not like the Bears were amazing. So if you're going to go number one overall, does the who matter as much as the what? Because like you, you always talk about Joe Burrow. 
And one of the things you love about Joe Burrow is that he had the charisma, the poise, and the mentality to change an entire franchise overnight. But I didn't know that it would change. Okay. I didn't know that it would change, right? Because, I mean, you're going to Cincinnati. We're just going to assign the same mediocrity to you because the Bengals have been enveloped in mediocrity for the last, what, 20 years? I mean, 30 years they hadn't won a playoff game before Joe Burrow got there? So, I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell, tell you that Joe Burrow in year two, his first full season being healthy, would take him to the Super Bowl. I didn't know. Now, a part of that is Joe, but also a part of that is how the franchise – is putting the infrastructure in place to support a young quarterback, right? I mean, their general manager came out and talked about doing business differently. Duke Tobin talked about doing business differently because we've got a young quarterback. We're going to be more aggressive in free agency. We're going to spend more money. We're going to support our young quarterback. The following year after Joe gets hurt, you got a top five pick. Everybody thought you should go with Penae Sewell. Hey, we're going to get the number one receiver you had in college in Jamar Chase. Look how that worked out for him. So I think – the franchise has to have a plan in place in order to make that player successful because clearly what you've been doing in the past doesn't work. Now, I think it takes a special level of awareness in order to come to that conclusion, and that's what I'm curious to see from the Chicago Bears. Ken Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and the Brain Trust, Kevin Warren, their team president, could they put their heads together and acknowledge what we've done in the past in terms of how we've supported quarterbacks does not work. And we've got to make some drastic changes unless Caleb Williams is just going to be the next one in the long line of failed guys that we've taken at the top of the draft at that position. So it's kind of playing the results. We don't like to do that, but it's kind of like, all right, we, you can't really predict who has that moxie to turn an entire franchise around. Because that's what you're looking at with the Bears, right? Well, well here's the thing. I think the player has to have those intangibles, and leadership is a big part of that. And some of that you can see, even at the collegiate ranks. But it's also the franchise making a conscious decision that it wants to get it turned around. Right. And a lot of these people have egos. A lot of these people have been in positions for a really long time, and they are resistant to change. They don't want to you know, deviate from how they've done business or how they've been taught to do business in the NFL. And so that's a hard thing to get past. That's a hard thing to break through. And so I think you see the, the most successful quarterbacks that have been taken with top picks, they've had franchises that have been willing to change the way they do things. Do you think the Bears are willing to change, put together a team where whoever it is, let's assume Caleb Williams can come in and basically say, I don't care that Chris Canty always reminds everybody that the last time they had a franchise quarterback was Sid Luckman wearing a leather helmet. I don't care. that Like, Joe Burrow did not care that Marvin Lewis was never able to get over the hump while still pr- producing a good team. It's not yeah. like Marvin Lewis was bad. Yeah. Right? Like, Joe Burrow does not care about the history of the Cincinnati Bengals negatively. Right? He's just like, oh, I'm here. We're good. Do the Bears have that infrastructure in place for somebody to walk in and be like, I'm here. We're good. <clears throat> I think I, I think they do. I think they do. And the decision that I thought took a lot of guts was Ryan Poles deciding to stay with Matt Eberflus. I think Matt Eberflus has the potential to be a good coach. I do. The way that they finished the season, winning five of their last eight, I mean, since week 10, I think they had the top scoring defense. They were top three in defensive efficiency and defensive EPA. They turned a corner. Like, they made a trade that nobody thought made sense, right? The Montez Sweat trade. You're going to give away a premium pick, a second-round pick, hand a guy over $100 million in the contract. Why the hell are you doing this? I'll tell you why. Because the coach is trying to establish a culture 
His, his acumen, his, his identity is on the defensive side. He's a, a, the defensive coordinator by trade. Let's get him a cornerstone defensive player in Montez Sweat and see what he does with the defense. Let's do that. When everybody else says it doesn't make sense, let's do that. That was a second-round pick that's going to be at the top of the second round this year. But we're going to give that away because we think that Matt Eberflus with this piece can get this defense and get this team season turned around. They did that. They stayed with him, even though everybody said, you know, you might want to consider firing Matt Eberflus, defensive-minded coach, hiring offensive-minded coach because you're drafting a quarterback with the number one overall pick. He didn't do that. That would have been easy to do. He didn't. He said, I'm going to stay with a guy that I think is a good coach and can develop into an even better coach. I'm going to make the difficult decision. Sometimes you have to make the difficult, unpopular decisions in order to put the culture in place that's going to lend itself to sustained success. And I think that's where Ryan Poles is, and that's why I have confidence that whoever they take number one overall is going to be different than the past quarterbacks they've taken in the first round. I love where you're going with this. Basically, you just walked me into doubling down on who I'm most impressed with as a general manager in the entire NFL is in Green Bay with Brian Gutenkunst. It's the same reason. Goody had an ability to make an insanely tough decision, know where he was going with it, set a culture, and many people are going to sit here on our network and pick the Packers to go to the Super Bowl next year. It's going to happen. And it all stemmed from difficult decisions with a belief and a direction moving forward. And what you just said is interesting. Everyone thought, just fire the guy, right? I said fire him or extend him. He did neither of the two. He made a tougher decision. It may not turn out to be right, but I understand for you, as somebody that played 11 years in the league, won a Super Bowl, and now analyzes and discusses all sports, but in this case football, why you could be turned on by a tough decision. Like, okay, I believe this, which actually takes me to, if they don't take Caleb number one, he has now set the, the, the kind of path of, like, he's not afraid to make a tough decision. I think they're going to take Caleb Williams, number one, but when Orlovsky's out there saying maybe they take Jaden Daniels, now we have a track record of polls making tough decisions. Well, whoever they take, you know that he has conviction on that guy being head and shoulders better than the other ones in the draft. And I think that's the part that should give us confidence that the Bears are going to change this thing. Like, I have a lot of confidence. Now, you know what would give me more confidence? If they make a big move in free agency, maybe trading for a wide receiver that's on a franchise tag, like, I don't know, T. Higgins, to pair alongside D.J. Moore, knowing that you're going to take a quarterback at the top of this year's draft, I would feel a lot better about whoever that quarterback is, Jaden Daniels or Kayla Williams, if you got T. Higgins, D.J. Moore, Cole Komet as a part of your receiving core around that player. I'm just saying, just going to put that out there. But I, I, I like the position that the Chicago Bears are in. They can wheel and deal. They can maneuver. They can, they can do some things that, that can really support a young quarterback and get his career off to a great start. And here's the thing. They have a competitive advantage built in because their starting quarterback will be on a rookie deal. Fascinating discussion. Fascinating. Because now we look at the Bears. You just made the Bears into like a legit, well-run, thoughtful franchise, which for how long have they not been that? Yeah. You, can't, you constantly reference leather helmets when talking about the <laughs> Chicago Bears. Tune into NBA action tomorrow night as the Lakers, CC's Lakers, that win a lot, and he gets angry when they win somehow, including last night in an overtime victory over the Wizards. They take on the defending champion Denver Nuggets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. A lot of reckless speculation during the break. Well, I also thought it was very... A lot of reckless speculation. Very interesting. We just had a really serious conversation about the number one pick in the draft and quarterbacks and how to find them. And you're now newfound belief in the difficult decision-making by the Chicago Bears, right? Yes. So we go to break. I can't believe I'm in the place where I'm bullish on the Chicago Bears. Oh, are you ever? And that they're actually going to get the quarterback position right. So we're having this really wow. serious conversation. We go to break, and what do we hear? Nuno, Javante, and Pat are dying laughing. Yeah. And, and we said, like, hey, we didn't think it was that funny of us. Like, we've done some funny bits today. We didn't think that one was that funny. And they're like, no, it wasn't. So what was so funny? Why are we never included on what's funny back there? They're doing that whole separate show back there. What is going on with you guys? Nothing much. We're just enjoying a Friday morning. <laughs> hey, can we bring you uh, Evan, you love doing this, but you weren't here for this, so let's bring people. I love doing this, but I wasn't here for this. You what is bringing, it that I love doing? You love pre- bringing people behind the curtain. Oh, yes. Okay. So earlier this morning when I was talking to Canty as he was coming in and we are just going through things, um, Pat and Canty, if I'm lying, you can correct me. Pat said to Canty, when do teams actually find good players in the fourth round? It's not what I said. And then follow it up by saying, Jerry Jones is loyal to his players. Okay, he so, is. So context is needed. Uh, so uh, we Chris Canty, what, what round were you drafted in? I was a fourth round pick. By? The Dallas Cowboys. You may continue, Nuno. <laughs> so we were talking about, you know, about... Will the Cowboys draft a quarterback in this round? And mm-hmm. Canty said, no, they gave up a fourth-round pick for Trey Lance. And Pat's follow-up was, it's a fourth-round pick. What are you going to get with that? I And the, and then Nuno cut me off like he always does because he wants to drag me. And I said, fourth-round picks are only valuable if you get lucky and hit on someone like a Chris Canty, for example, or a Dak Prescott, for example. But Nuno didn't want to hear that part. He just wanted to drag you insulted. Or Marion Barber, who was actually in my same draft class. You can can hit on fourth rounders. (laughs) The Cowboys are actually amazing (laughs) in the fourth round. They're great at fourth round picks. Cowboys should only draft in the fourth round. It's like Trade trade their first rounder for only fourth round picks. It's no joke. When the Patriots Patriots had a first round pick taken away from them for whatever, it was Spygate, Deflategate, whichever one it was. Right, I literally was like, okay, good. 
At least it's not undrafted free agents. Because the Patriots are amazing in undrafted free agents. Yeah, exactly. It's not as good in the first rounds. Yeah. So the Cowboys, what we're learning through, through the unintentional insult of Canty, is that the Cowboys may be one of the great fourth-round teams of all time. Yes. Got it. That, that's what we're learning. I actually think the Steelers may be really good in the fourth round. Who wants to do the research on the Steelers historically in the fourth round? I don't want to do that. Tyler uh, in North Carolina watching on ESPN2. You want to do that research for us about no, the Steelers no, in the fourth no. round? What's up, Tyler? Hey, no, I mean, I can definitely do the research for you. But, uh, <laughs> no, um, you guys were talking about the uh, the City's Young Trio. Um, I know you mentioned Soto, but, you know, uh, with the NFL, uh, you got, you know, Saquon, if he decides then to go and stay. NBA, Brunson, I definitely think he's a star. But y'all were talking about WNBA. Y'all never mentioned Sabrina Ionescu. Oh, good point. Yeah, Sabrina. Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. yeah, in terms of the best stars yeah. in a certain city, in their 20s, because we're looking at Indiana, what they're going to have with Caitlin Clark, Anthony Richardson, and yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, Sabrina, and Brunson, and Saquon, potentially. You lose me with the Brunson, well, I mean, I don't know what I to lo- tell I you. I love Jalen Brunson's game. I mean, he's an all-star, borderline, all-NBA performer this year, but 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 star? star? I mean, if you're going to say Halliburton, you got to say Brunson. They're basically on equal footing. <sighs> what about the polar bear, Pete Alonzo? How long is he going to be in New York again? I mean... <laughs> like I feel like we're just counting down until the Mets trade him. The Polar Bear is that his nickname? That yeah. is his nickname. Yeah, the <laughs> Polar Bear. That's How the worst nickname ever. What? No, it's not the Polar, Polar Bear. Why is that a bad nickname? Because it's stupid. That's now, a terrible nickname. Now, I wonder if the guidance that we got yesterday from National Park Services <laughs> applies, bears? applies to polar bears. <laughs> like, is it the same logic Hi, with Evan. the black bear and the grizzly? You have to introduce yourself? <laughs> like, how does that work? I don't know why we have to bring up color with bears, but we seem to always do that. I, Nuno told us we have to identify bears, yeah. introduce ourselves if we ever meet a bear. Yeah. Didn't realize <sighs> bears wanted to card you before not thinking you're a threat. Phil in Indy watching on ESPN2. What's up, Phil? How are we doing? What's up, Phil? So, got to say, you put Anthony Richardson on there and not Jonathan Taylor? Well, one guy's a quarterback, one guy's a running back. I mean, to be fair, if Anthony oh, Richardson but... if Anthony Richardson is good this year, like if, if Anthony Richardson is, is, let's say, the 16th best quarterback or 17th best quarterback in the NFL, like right in the middle, he will be a superstar. An absolute su- – if Bryce Young was like midway through the, the QB rankings, he would be a superstar. C.J. Stroud becomes the outlier of stardom because of – like, CC has him in the top five already, right? Like, it's not that crazy to think a guy that was drafted at the quarterback position in the top five could be, a, let's say, a top 15 to 20 p- um, ranked quarterback at some point soon. And if he is, because the position he's playing – and his physical stature, yeah, because he's an enormous human being that he becomes a star. That's not a leap. Yeah, we don't know if he's actually going to be that, but that's not necessarily a leap. Um, by the way, there was uh, news in the NFL yesterday in terms of rules and regulations. So the NFL executive VP of football operations, Troy Vincent, on Wisconsin, by the way, with Troy. Um, it seems like he is telling uh, NBC and PFT um, that there is not going to be any alteration with the tush push that we're going to be allowed to have it, which I'm stunned. I thought for sure that we were going to have it eliminated. I'm thrilled that we don't have it eliminated. I agree with you, and they went through the exercise of trying to figure out whether that play led to more player injuries than any other play, and and I guess the results speak for themselves, the fact that they're not going to change this rule because player safety has led a lot of the rules changes that we've seen from the NFL in recent years. So the fact that they're willing to stay with the tush push and continue to allow teams to do it, 
uh, whatever you call it, tush push, brotherly shove, that just leads me to believe that they didn't find the evidence in terms of players over-indexing an injury on that specific play. Or the league was doing the work for them. And what I mean by that is nobody's actually good at it but the Eagles, right? Yeah. And are the Eagles going to be good at it moving forward if Jason Kelsey's not there? They still have a quarterback that squats over 600 pounds yeah. like Jalen Hurts. And I like, think that's a big piece of it. Well, and that I wonder if it's going to be even less and less moving forward. Like, the Wildcat was a huge thing when Ronnie Brown and the Dolphins did it. Yeah. And then everybody just stopped doing it. Like, sure. now, now it's sprinkled in every so often, and that wasn't a, a risk or anything. But when this first came out this year, I remember you and I specifically, we thought it was going to be outlawed for two different reasons. We both came on the air and said, that's it. It's going to be over with. I thought because it was too easy of a play to complete and they removed those things, i.e. extra point pushing it back. Turns out that's not the case. That's not the case. Yeah. I was wrong about that, obviously. And you said this could lead to too many player injuries, which I guess they're saying is not the case also. That's what they're saying. So there is no reason yeah, to I'm eliminate good with, it. But I'm good with the decision, though. I, I don't think... I yeah, don't think, I don't think we should penalize I, a team if they come up with something. I like the tush-push being a part of team strategy because you know with certain teams that executed at a high level, when they cross midfield, they're in four-down territory. So that changes how they call the game in terms of the sequencing and the overall plays. I mean, when you have second and, and, and six, I mean, it's a situation now where that, that's a team where they can take a couple of shots and even if they have to check it down on third down, they could potentially go for it on fourth down, right? Third and two doesn't have to doesn't have to be a pa- doesn't have to be a pass play. I mean, that doesn't have to be a run play. It can be a pass play. So right. that, that's what I'm saying. Teams can get aggressive, and it leads to a style of play that's actually more entertaining for the fans. So I agree I'm with all you. for it. I ag- I'm I, all for it. Conceptually, the, like if somebody within the rules comes up with a play, a formation, whatever it is that works. And if it works a lot, but it's different, I don't think our instinct should be let's remove it. Like, I don't know. Somebody should have told Kyle Shanahan that in the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Like, hypothetically, if you have a tight end as a tackle and a tackle as a tight end and you change the alignment of who's eligible and you come back from 14 twice in a playoff game, I don't think you should outlaw that. Right, CeCe? I don't don't understand why you need to bring that up. (laughs) Patriots over the Ravens? I don't understand why you need to bring that up. You don't think it's similar? I don't understand why you needed to bring that up. I mean, why do we have to outlaw that? Belichick comes up with something that your team couldn't figure out, and then, you know, your coach has to complain in the offseason. Nobody could have figured it out. It's a ridiculous loophole that they closed up. I'm just saying, I didn't think there was a reason to eliminate it. And just like the tush push, if you're going to come up with something creative that works, I don't think we have to eliminate it unless what you said is correct. Guys are getting hurt, and nobody seems to be getting hurt in that scenario. All right, coming up. Can we eliminate the nickname Polar Bear? Oh, God, Pat. Pat. Canty has his power rankings. Pat has more annoyances. Spicy power rankings, too. <laughs> oh, looking forward Spicy to it. Spicy power We're on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. From number five to number one. The best of the best of the best, sir. These are the Chris Canty Power Rankings. Ah, yes. We have the Power Rankings. You said it's spicy. It's spicy. Of course, you're listening to Unsportsmanlike. He's Evan Cohen. I am Chris Canty. And these are my Power Rankings. The top five sneaky QB teams heading into the NFL draft. These are teams that don't have an apparent need at the quarterback position, but could be in the market for taking a quarterback in the first or second round of this year's draft. First or second round? First or second round. So is this a draft a QB when you want one, not when you need one list? Uh, Yes, but there is a team that actually needs a QB, even though they're supposed to have a QB, but we'll get to that later in the power rankings. All right. Absolutely. So, we're going to kick this thing off with number five. Number five. It's got to be the LA Rams, right? Matt Stafford going into its age 36 season. This is a really, really young team. And based on the depth in this year's quarterback draft class, I could absolutely see uh, a grab and stash move by Sean McVay being able to have a guy for a year or two, learn under Matt Stafford's tutelage. Matt Stafford, even though it's his age 36 season, this will be his 16th year in the NFL. Like, he he's an old age 36 because of some of the injuries that he sustained when he was playing for the Detroit Lions. If you're playing quarterback in Detroit, that was like dog years in the early 2000s, right? Uh, I mean, it was a team that went 0-16. So, uh, I mean, I think that's the situation out there with the L.A. Rams. It makes a lot of sense to get a young quarterback that can grow with the young core of players that they're developing, especially Puka Nakua and some of the younger guys on the defensive side of the Jones, Ernest Jones, and others. So, the L.A. Rams – a sneaky quarterback team in this year's upcoming draft. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't like that. I'd absolutely love that. Yeah. If the Rams in the first round of the draft believed in a quarterback at 19 overall that they could take with that pick, I think that would be absolutely brilliant by them, and that sets them up for years to come because that guy, whomever he is, does not have to play anytime soon. Nope. And that is exactly how you build and develop. I would, if I'm a Rams fan listening on ESPN LA 710 right now, and CC just said that, I am hoping that is what happens with the Rams. <laughs> Keeping this thing pushing. Number four. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, boy. And I get it. They had the social media post. Kyler Murray is our QB1. Oh, listen that. But it feels like that's the kiss of death of late. But the Arizona Cardinals, they have multiple first-round draft picks. I think they're at four and they're at 27. They also have three, count them, three third-round picks and three sixth-round picks, and they also have their own second-round pick. That's a lot of draft capital. Kyler Murray has a $45 million cap hit next year. He's got a $51 million cap hit this year. But in 2026, that cap hit jumps up to $55 million. So I could see a world where the Arizona Cardinals say, you know what, we need a hedge against Kyler Murray. We don't necessarily like the draft class in 2025, let's get a quarterback in this year's draft class that can grow and develop in our system, and then we can transition away from Kyler Murray if we so deem it fit. So I think the Arizona Cardinals are a sneaky big quarterback team to watch in this year's draft. All right. I love this, too, because I'm not a believer in Kyler Murray. Like, I don't think he's a big-time franchise quarterback. Here's the difference, though, CC, that I would say I'm curious to know if you agree with this. If the Arizona Cardinals at 27 or 35 were to take a quarterback, unlike the Rams at 19, they actually create a quarterback controversy. Yeah. I don't think the Rams would create a quarterback controversy. Everyone knows Stafford's the guy moving forward if he wants to continue playing football. 
I think the Ram, the Cardinals create a quarterback controversy, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I would. I like it. I, I like don't. It I don't care about making Kyler Murray uncomfortable. I agree with you. But we're, that's what you haven't pay- done enough. That's what the paycheck is for. <laughs> that, no, seriously, I agree. That's what the paycheck is for. I don't care that you're uncomfortable. I don't care that there's a guy that we drafted with a premium pick behind you. I just don't care. Like this is a talented player, and your job as a general manager, which is what uh, Austin Ford's job is, is to make sure that he does what's in the best interest of the Arizona Cardinals. That might not necessarily be aligned with the best interest of Kyler Murray. So I completely would understand if the Arizona Cardinals go down that road. I agree. Just totally agree that. with you. Keep it pushing. Number three. Number three is the Cleveland Browns. Okay, now you just created a contract. The Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's ugly times, ugly. Deshaun Watson's cap hit, and I get it. They've been kicking the can with this thing and restructuring. But Deshaun Watson's cap hit over the next three years is $63.4 million. $63.4 million. Like, I, I, I just – there's no way you can justify that. I'm not extending Deshaun Watson based on what he's showing in a year and a half in Cleveland. I mean, the guy is not as available. He's dealing with injuries. He just had another shoulder surgery. So I just I don't know that I'm going to ever see the Deshaun Watson that we saw in, in Houston once upon a time. And if that's the case, knowing how good my defense is, it's the perfect time to break in a young quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that the Cleveland Browns are going to move off of Deshaun Watson because that would be next to impossible, but I am saying that the Cleveland Browns could use a a premium pick, the number 54 overall pick, which is their first pick this year in this year's draft, and take a quarterback, somebody that could potentially fall down to them. I could see the Cleveland Browns doing that. Put that guy behind Deshaun Watson. Not a ton of pressure to play early on because the spotlight will be on Deshaun. But if Deshaun gets hurt hurt again, or if Deshaun proves to not be a productive player, then I have an alternative that I can go to while my defense is still a championship caliber unit. To me, it's doing right by the Cleveland Browns, but also doing right by the defensive guys in that locker room, Miles Garrett and others. You have to have a viable alternative at the quarterback position. That defense cannot be put in the position that it was last year with the carousel of quarterbacks that they had to rely on. All right, let's let's play this out in reality here in terms of the teams, the sneaky teams that could take a quarterback. He's just giving you the power rankings here. He's got the Rams at five, the, the Cardinals at four, the Browns at three. These are teams that you don't expect to necessarily take a quarterback that could in the draft. Let's play out the reality of what this could look like. The most likely quarterback to slip between these two, Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr.? I think it'll be Michael Penix Jr. Michael Penix Jr. is then there at 54 overall. You're telling the Cleveland Browns, if he's there with your first pick in the draft, that is who you should take. Yes. You wouldn't go maybe 85. Don't you like the guy from Tulane? I thought, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm making this up. Did I just make this up? The guy from Tulane? I don't, I've never seen this guy play. I'm not going to act like I have. Michael Pratt from Tulane. I don't know him. Yeah. But he's, he's on that list. So you would not take a guy like that at 85. You would say, no. I'm going to take a guy that, if he outperforms his contract, could actually be a starter in this league. Yes. Wow. Because they have Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who they seem to like. Yeah. But if Penix, that, that They've is— They've got a good football team. I know they do. They've got a good football team. They just need a good quarterback. And they were supposed to solve that problem with Deshaun Watson. But that, that, that contract, that trade, continues to be an albatross— that is holding this franchise down. So again, and the only way to get out of it is to get a quarterback on a controllable cost that could actually be a good football player. I just want to make sure, so everybody understands this. We have Watson 1, Thompson Robinson 2 right now, it seems like. And what CC is saying is if Michael Penix Jr. slips, the Cleveland Browns should ignore any other need and take that guy at 54. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right. So there it is. That's a three through five right now on the sneaky teams that could be in on quarterbacks in the first or second round in this year's NFL draft. Keeping this thing pushing number two. Number two. The New York football Jets. Let's go. The New York Jets. I, I get it. They don't have their second-round pick. That belongs to the Green Bay Packers by virtue of the Aaron Rodgers trade. They're at number 10 overall this year. It's a good place to be in if you want to get a quarterback, right? Uh, I mean, J.J. McCarthy is going to be around there. Like uh, People are projecting him to go as high as uh, as number 8 to the Atlanta Falcons. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I, I absolutely think the Jets should be in on a quarterback because I have no faith, no faith, that this experiment with Aaron Rodgers is going to go right this year. They're going all in on Rodgers, and I guess you kind of have to. You owe it to yourself because you only saw him in four plays last year. But I have nothing to show me that this year is going to be materially better than last year. I just don't. Going into his age 40 season, coming off of an Achilles injury, I just I don't have any confidence in it. Nathaniel Hackett as your offensive coordinator, he still has a job. Don't know how that's possible other than being buddies with Aaron Rodgers. And then, of course, Rob Solomon and Joe Douglas of us all. They're not making sound decisions to put the franchise on solid footing. They're making decisions to save their own job. And either you can sell winning or you can sell hope. I think they, wait, they hedge against not winning with Aaron Rodgers this year is by drafting a quarterback to sell hope for the future. All right, let me ask you a couple of follow-ups on this. What's this, this is a juicy one. J.J. McCarthy's available at 10. Would you take him? It's a conversation. Okay. Now, if you're the owner of the New York Jets, in this case, Woody Johnson, why are you permitting the two people running your franchise, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, to take a quarterback, considering their evaluation of quarterbacks has been absolutely awful? Because I have a really good defense, and I feel like that defense, if they got competent quarterback play, could have my team in the postseason. But it is more likely than not, based on what you have said, that this season does not work out for the Jets, which means general manager and head coach fired, which means next GM and head coach have to inherit the quarterback that another GM and head coach selected. And I don't know that I trust Joe Douglas to make that pick. But let me ask you a question. Do you trust Aaron Rodgers to stay healthy all year long? No, I can't now. Okay, so that's my point. So yeah. you have to have an option this year too. Well, they should have blown the whole thing up. You said it <laughs> last year, and I agree with you. Like, they should have actually considered trading Aaron Rodgers. I'm not kidding. Who wants him? Somebody would take who, him. Come no, on. Who wants Aaron Rodgers? You don't who think- wants to bring all of that into their building? Oh, well, that's different. Who wants to? Because when you're signing up for Aaron Rodgers, you're signing up for Nathaniel Hackett, you're signing up oh, for God. the super friends with Randall Cobb and all those other guys. Who wants him? Sean Payton, Denver. No. 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 Absolutely not. All right, give me no, number one. No, no, no. Nobody wants him. Number one. There can only be one. The, the Number sneaky, one. The sneaky team. That's going to be in on a quarterback in the first or second round of this year's NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins. We talked about it a little bit before. They've got Tua going into the fifth-year option, not necessarily sold on them. And for my, for me, Ev, I can't get past the loss on Monday Night Football to the Tennessee Titans led by Will Levis. I can't get past the loss in the regular season finale at home to the Buffalo Bills that cost you the division. And that also led to you playing on the road rather than being at home on Wild Card Weekend, and you got trounced by the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I just can't get past those things. I'm paying a quarterback $50 million a year in the AFC so he can go head-to-head with Josh Allen, so he can go head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes and have my team on the winning side of it. And I haven't seen that from Tua, at least not consistently enough. That's why I have to consider taking a quarterback if I'm the Miami Dolphins. I am right there with you. Now, that said, they're drafting at 21 overall. The guys who they may want are not going to be there. If you were the Miami Dolphins, would you try to trade up for a quarterback? 
I mean, you could trade up for a quarterback. You could slide back and maybe get into that Bo Nix territory. I, I think they're going to have some options. Again, this is a really deep quarterback draft class. So it's not just the big three at the top of this year's draft. There are other guys that are going to be sprinkled in there. And so I think you're, you're going to have a chance to be able to nab one of those signal callers. I, I really like the skill set of Bo Nix in an offense like Mike McDaniel. I think that would be awesome. And if you get him in the second round, you have him on the cheap for a long period of time. That could be, but yeah. it's almost advantageous for you to take them in the first round. Well, you get a fifth year. You get a fifth year option. You're right. I, I listen. I'm on board with you. When you and I are absolutely on the same page. So there it's, it is. The top five. We've got the Miami Dolphins. We've got the New York Jets, the Cleveland Browns, the Arizona Cardinals, and the LA Rams. My accountability partner Smalls is not here, so I have, to, have lean, to deal with. I me. have to lean on you. Any objections? Any omissions? No, I like I like your lists. I really like the Miami one. That is definitely one that I think that you have to put in there because I just would not give Tua that kind of money long term. I just wonder if there are any other teams in there that are not as obvious. I am surprised with you specifically, CeCe, that you didn't put San Francisco in there. Just because you have said while you like Purdy, you don't love him as much as Smalls and I do, and you're not sure if you want to pay him long term, well, this restarts the clock. If you get somebody like a Bo Nix in the second round, you kind of restart the clock of like, oh, we think we can make him as good. I don't think they can, but that's the only one I I think Purdy is a top 10 quarterback, and I've said that before. I know you have. So it's hard hard to to do better than a top 10 quarterback. (laughs) We choose to ignore that sometimes. We don't ignore True Green, America's number one lawn care company. How would I know? They've been to my house a million times. I've had the service, fertilization and weed care, lawn aeration, Mosquito defense, they've got it all. If you're ready to elevate your lawn game without breaking the bank, True Green is where you go. All you need to do is mow and water your own lawn, and they're going to take care of all the rest. They've been the trusted choice for over 2 million homeowners for over 50 years, 5-0. TrueGreen.com, that's where you go. You can discover the easiest and most affordable way to achieve a pro-level lawn guaranteed. You want your lawn to be all brown for the summer? You want it to look beautiful and green and healthy? Plus, enjoy True Green's verified price matching, ensuring you get the best lawn price for the best price. And visit TrueGreen.com and transform your lawn effortlessly. That's TrueGreen.com. Your dream lawn is just around the corner. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Our producer every day brings us items around sports, entertainment, his life, that he's over. A lot of people are speculating he's going to say at some point, I'm over this show and walk out now that we learned yesterday. Well, he's, he's not applying going, for jobs. Yeah, but he's not going to leave this job until he has a job, right? Oh, all right. So he's got to make so sure. So you assume he, has, he can't get he's another gotta sign, job. He's got to have the contract signed for the other place before he leaves this place. Okay, good point. Hey, so million dollar know, man, am I right, so, Evan? So when he, when he says he's Everybody's over, got a price. we know he's walking to another job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pat. Got bills to pay. Uh, by the way, speaking of bills, I'm going to need someone to sponsor soon because this sweatshirt's starting to fall apart. It's getting real bad. That's besides yeah, the point, Yeah, we got to figure that out. We got to get that sponsorship. Yeah, it's not going great. So, so you had jo- Carlin versus Joe. Yes. And then you had Freddie and Harry. Yeah. And then so Joe Fordenball. Else, nobody else has stepped up? No, Joe Fordenball and ESPN Bet. Oh, ESPN yeah. Bet. Okay, yeah. there we go. Right. Yeah, pretty good. So nobody else. Nobody yeah. else wants to sponsor. That's it, yeah. So these have been one-offs. They haven't been, you know, follow-up sponsors. There's no endorsement deal. I've had some inquiries from Amber and Ian. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, nothing's come through yet. Inquiries. <laughs> All right, Coach, what do you have? <laughs> Uh, the Phillies got rid of dollar dog night for buy one get one dog night and this is awful this is the worst thing I've ever heard of dollar dog night was one of the most popular things that the Phillies did and uh, people my age would go and just crush hot dogs they sold tens of thousands of hot dogs and now they're doing buy one get one free hot dog night Look, the price increase is not that drastic, but just the idea of this is so indicative of where we are as a society. Just upcharging people for hot dogs for no reason other than they can. I hate this. So they got rid of Dollar Dog Night, but it's still a buy one, get one. We have to do the math on this. I know we said no math with this show, but we have to do this. uh, Pat, how much does it cost for a hot dog? Uh, It's going to be $5 for two hot dogs now. So that's pretty good. That's still a great it's still two fifty. It's a great Wait a minute. You know what? No, no. Go, 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 you can't go to, go to, go to Yankee Stadium this? and try to get a hot dog. <laughs> Yankee Stadium. Five dollars for two hot dogs, and you're going to complain? Yes. No. It was you don't dollar a, dogs. No. It's a dollar fifty increase. It adds up. I'm just not when it's five well, dollars. How many hot dogs are you going there to eat? Are you that Joey? Are you Joe? Are you Joey Chestnut? That was the fun of dollar dog night. Versus food. What are you doing? You'd go and eat like ten hot dogs. It was great. Dollar dog night. It was amazing. Okay, so you let's just be clear on this. Are you Look, saying, you guys are just up on your pedestals. Oh, we got so I can go, spend all this money on hot dogs. You don't know what it's to, like for real people. 10 hot dogs, it would cost you what? 25 bucks? Yeah, instead of 10. Five. Yeah, 5 times 5. That 15 that bucks could get you one beer. Right? Was, wow. Wait, wait, what are you saying? On Wisconsin. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Pat, this can't be like, oh, you guys can afford this stuff. Every single person listening right now is jealous of the concept to go to a game and get two hot dogs for $5. That's amazing. I, I mean, understand it's I more mean, it's than only, what it was. It's only two nights out of the it whole It doesn't season. matter. It does matter. Okay, if we opened it up to phone calls right now at 888-SAY-ESPN for people to give us the hot dog prices at their stadiums, yeah. it's, we, it, it's but, probably $8 for one hot dog. So it's going to be like five bucks for one normally. Like, that's not a good deal. This five dollars for a hot dog? That's not a good deal. Pat, this is ridiculous outrage from you. Usually no, when it's you say not. I'm over it, I'm on board with you. This is ridiculous. This, I is, agree. this is a bridge too far. Yankee Stadium hot dogs are terrible. I'm not saying it's, that it, hot dogs are matter. terrible. I'm just saying, bro, how many hot dogs are you going to eat? Well, no, less now. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm not going to pay as how much. How many hot dogs did you eat when it was dollar dog night? Six or seven. Six, wow. 
That's all I... They were a dollar. That was, that was the whole point. It was great. So if you eat six hot dogs, it would cost you 15 bucks. So it's $9 more. Whatever. What? I'm is sorry, that? Pat. What? That's, a, a, that's a whole other what? beer. You can get a beer for, well, maybe you have to no, pay a couple extra bucks now. But... You cannot get a beer for $9 at a ballpark. Pretty close. <laughs> Wait, Pat, I need a declarative statement from you. Are you saying two for five is a bad deal or it's not as good of a deal as a dollar dog? It's not as good of a deal okay. and it's stupid that dollar dog night is no longer you, in existence. You are going to acknowledge, because this is where CC and I are hung up on this. You are going to acknowledge a two for five is a great deal, right? Yeah, it's a good deal. Okay, all right. Yeah, there's um, nothing wrong. You know what, no, there's nothing I, wrong with that I, as I, a deal. But, it's just when you get rid of the fact that they had dollar dog nights, and there's no justification for it other than we're just going to change it. Yeah, but if you're the Phillies, like you, you still have to stay with the name of it, though, right? Dollar dog night. It still has to no. be dollar dog night. No, it's bogo dog night. Bogo dog night. Yeah. See, that, Which that is doesn't terrible. have the same ring to it. No, hold on, that Pat, have the same ring. Dude, to we're it. not going to let Pat like just get away with bogo being like, there's night. no, That's there's no reason why they're doing this outside of just increasing it. They've had issues. Like so, that's why they're they're doing this, getting away from this. What do you mean? What kind like of issues? Fans like fans throwing hot dogs, that type of thing. You know, Philly fans being Philly fans. Oh, okay, yeah. this guy. Oh, so he Philly, left out so that what he's, part what he's of it. Saying is Philly's fans can't have nice things. That's what it is. You have, I mean, you have dollar if you, th- dog th- if you think that this would stop people from throwing hot dogs, you're crazy. But no, what Nuno but they is don't saying. don't throw hot dogs on any other night, so maybe it is something to do with the cost of it. Yeah, what yeah, Nuno is saying yeah. is very interesting. What he's saying is you left out the part that you've done this to yourself. Yes. Pat conveniently left that part out. Yeah, the Phillies themselves didn't want to do it, but they, they had no choice. See, you forced their hand, Pat. Yes. Your, your people forced their hand. See, CeCe and I both. You know, in our Look, other worlds, have business minds a, a little bit. We both went to the business side of it. This is not a business deal. Don't get mad this at is me. You acted a fool. Don't get mad at me that your stadium stink and charge you ninety five dollars to oh, sit in boy, a bleacher in the hot sun, and then you have to pay another fifty dollars just to get a bottle of water. Yankee Stadium's terrible. It yeah. sucks. It has nothing it's to the do worst with stadium. stadium. It has a lot to do with it because the prices are outrageous. We had one thing. It was dollar hot dogs. The fans loved it. We all loved it. They're raising the prices for no reason, and it's stupid and terrible. And I hate it. I had and noticed. Yankee Stadium is terrible. Yeah, he's not wrong. Y- Yankee Stadium stinks. What yeah, stadium in, in baseball? In comparison to the old Yankee Stadium, it stinks. I don't like that the, it goes like straight up. I get yeah, like, I, yeah. I get a little nauseous. It's not, it's not. I get scared. Don't go. It's not even affordable. It's terrible. Uh, when was the last time you sat all the way up there, Evan? Come on. I didn't say I normally do, but I'm just saying. When was the last time you sat all the way up there, Nuno? I've been in suites with you. That's a great point. <laughs> Bring That's back Dollar point. Dog. Hello, Nuno. You have Nuno, anything to say to Nuno, that? Nuno is a bit of a sports snob. He, he's, he's a box seat guy. Yeah. We're on sports. He doesn't sit by Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.